How are you, Danny? Morning, gents. Now hey, you um, s- go for it. Impressed with? I was very impressed with our uh, Jamie Swim. I got to give her a rap first of all. What what a outstanding effort from her. And um, I was just wondering, boys, did you know if uh, if Pup was uh, waiting for? Because isn't he in France as well? Did he go and see if she was okay after the swim and greet her and? You know, any any love from well, well, I think the pupster was, but <laughs> we've discovered that he was near the Eiffel Tower, and uh, he was what drinking, sipping was. on the champagne. Right. So he, we we don't he think, think he, he actually gone to see a colleague, right? Yeah, he has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and someone had to take that photo, and we noticed there was another uh, glass in that photo. Oh. Yeah. So there's. Do we know any more? Not yet. Stand by for Monday, Denny. You can ask him but, next Tuesday. <laughs> but I am intrigued. Do you think he could have left the Eiffel Tower to go and see Jamie after that huge effort and say, well done, and, you know, here's some of my champagne? Look, we love each other, but we do need time apart too. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you what, Denny, it was an amazing swim by JR. Unbelievable. Oh, it's just, like, it's just incredible what she did. And, like, and the fact that she's a mum and, you know, uh, and she works, it's just, I think we've all got to be so proud of what she did. It was a fantastic effort. Yeah, fantastic. No, good effort. call. And how about it, Bulldog, was saying this morning, goes to that pub to put a name famously on the, the wall. Pub's closed. closed. <laughs> you'd just, Unlucky rubber you'd just break through the window, wouldn't oh, you? for sure. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> not being denied. No, uh, okay, so the Ricky Stewart situation. You spoke to Raiders CEO Don Ferner yesterday, Denny. Yeah, and he was pretty, um, I don't know, circumspect about the whole situation. He realises that um, it wasn't the time or, or place for the comments that, that Ricky made, and he said that he's willing, uh, the club uh, apologises to uh, the Salmon family and, and Jamin, and, uh, which is actually interesting because when um, when it all was going down and uh, straight after the press conference, I rang Ricky and asked him whether you know he wanted to apologise or back down. And he said no, and I, I still don't think um, his apology um, took in took Jamin into it. I think that he's sorry for a lot of things, but I don't think he's sorry for the comments he made about about Jamin. And I guess that's Ricky's way. Uh, and you know, that, this is such a fascinating story, uh, and for you know, it's troubling in a lot of ways as well. Um, uh, Ricky, there's, there's more to this than one incident as uh, a 12 year old. You know, and people people want to rip into Ricky and say that you know you should get over that. You know, there's one thing that happened, but there's more to it. Um, Ricky has confided in. I think certain people over time. Um, I've, I'm fairly aware. In fact, I know what happened, um, and I think that as a father, you can see where Ricky's anger is coming from. Absolutely. Um, as a professional, he was not professional, um, and he absolutely did it the wrong way. Um, and I can't defend that he used a, a post-game media conference to to have a crack. Um, but as a father, I absolutely understand his anger. Uh, and, you know, sometimes um, you can't help yourself. And obviously this has been 
eating away at, at Ricky for a long, long time. And you guys know him better than I do. Uh, he can hold a grudge, um, and he can he can have anger. And when he has when he has an opinion of a person um, or a situation, it, it's hard for him to change that. I'm not in any way uh, validating uh, what he said at the time he said it. Um, however, I do absolutely uh, understand. I understand the feelings he had towards Jamin Salmon. Um, and whether the Salmon family now uh, want to take this further or not, I don't know. But I, I was on um, 100% footy last night with Gus Gould, and he 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 had his, his kids in the same sort of environment, uh, and he was very careful in the words he chose. And his advice to everybody was just to now let this slide because we don't, or you know, probably wouldn't be in anyone's best interest if everything is suddenly on the table. Uh, that's how that's how sensitive this situation is. Uh, and you get criticised by people for saying, oh, Ricky, you know, you shouldn't defend Ricky. Uh, and I'm not I'm not uh, saying he didn't do anything wrong. I, I think the other media commentators have said that he did nothing wrong. Well, he did do things wrong. Um, and I think that we've got to... We've got to Acknowledge that he absolutely did the wrong thing by doing this in a public forum, and he he made this situation. However, I do feel, as as a father, I do feel uh, where he's come from, and but Ricky's got to learn to separate his private life from his public life, and in this instance, um, he he made a mistake in that area. Mm. Uh, Denny, now that Ricky spoke to the integrity unit and the information has been passed on to Andrew Abdo, what type of penalty is he looking at? It's interesting, uh, Laurie. Again, this this is a, a moment that divides everybody, uh, an issue that divides everybody as well. So Andrew Abdo was uh, on 100% footy last night. Um, I, I, I think it was Gus, actually, um, were talking off air and put it to him about what penalty he was looking at. Cause I, I was thinking probably two games suspension might be where he, where it ends up. Um, Gus was, uh, Gus put it to him about uh, one game and 20 grand or something like that. And that wasn't what Andrew Abdo was thinking last night. Um, so um, I, I think that look, I think that if Ricky was stood down for a couple of games, it might not be the worst thing in the world for him. Uh, I think that's a suitable. I think that'll be a suitable punishment. Um, I think that the Canberra Raiders in the interview I did with with Don Ferner, where he actually handled the situation uh, very well, uh, he said that the club, the Raiders club, has already offered Ricky time off. Um, to, to basically deal with this situation because Ricky's in a. I don't. Again, I'm not. I'm not. I haven't got my violin out for Ricky to say poor Ricky, but um, he, he's in a um, very emotional state at the moment. I have not seen him or heard him as emotional uh, as he is right now. I don't know how the Salmon family are. Um, I've I've reached out 
to to them, uh, and they were wanting to just leave things be for the moment because I wanted to I wanted to get the facts from from their side of the situation as well, but they weren't willing at, at that point to to discuss things with me. Um, but I think that yeah, that's been proposed by some people. One game, twenty grand. Well. I don't know. I don't know if a monetary fine is really appropriate in this situation. Um, I, I feel like it's got to be a, a a bit of time out of the game for Ricky, and so he's got time to reflect. Perhaps um, you know, look at how he handles situations uh, where his you know his, his anger comes forward. Uh, maybe he's got to do a course or two. I don't know, but I I, I think a couple of games out. Um, might be the best way to handle this and uh, I think that maybe the Salmon family would be happy with that you know some some people want him out for the season um, I think I think if that happened um, some you know that may be over the top but I think a couple of games a um, couple of games out where he's got to really where he can't have any connection with the team and he can't have any input to the team uh, and where he gets to have a think about the way he handled the situation and how he might handle any future situations in his life might be the best. Danny, excuse me, interesting to hear comments from Isaiah Papali'i in electronic and print media Mm. saying that he will decide in the off-season whether he's going to the Tigers, where I thought he already had decided and he signed the contract and he should honour that contract. Where do you stand? Remarkable, don't you reckon, dog? Like, well, it was a weird comment to say. I'll decide um, during summer. It's like, well, no, you've already decided. You've signed the deal. Well, if I'm if I'm uh, Tim Sheens and the Tigers, I'm uh, I'm definitely nervous about all that. That is not a that's not something you want to hear as a, a Tigers executive uh, or as a Tigers fan, because yes, like you said, dog, he's got a he's got a contract to go to the club, but this has been going on for some time that, um, you know, we've been hearing rumblings that, you know, he, he's not happy. And he, the whole basis of it is that when he signed with the Tigers, Michael Maguire was the coach. Since then, Maguire was resold uh, and they've got a new coach in Tim Sheens. And um, I think they've even... I think they even went to the point of trying to uh, take you on a tour around their facilities. I mean, I don't know how that influences you to want to stay if you if you signed under one coach and you're ending up with another. But unless he's got a clause that says uh, I don't have to be there unless uh, unless Michael Maguire's coach, um, then he I don't know how he gets out of it unless he just unless he digs his heels in and creates a scene which. You know, it feels like it could be setting up for that, and that's probably the last thing the Tigers need because, honestly, that that club has been through a lot. I I felt for them uh, the way that they got uh, uh, they missed out on their competition points the other day, but I also think a lot of the Tigers' woes and ills are, uh, are self-made by uh, poor decision making. It's been a you know a, a decade of dumb decisions by that club. Uh, that has got them in the position they are, where you know players want to want out or they they don't like you know the changes they've made, and and then we we went go through the whole um, situation. I was going to call it a charade of 
trying to get their points back. I mean, anyone could see through that. And the fact that they did that for, like they were so they were doing that for their fans or, or, you know, showing they're standing up for the league. Well, it's just, it was just silly. It was really silly. And they, they should know better than that as a, a club that's got, um, you know, highly qualified people uh, around it. Um, they should have known that they were never going to get their competition points back. I don't know why we had to go through that whole thing other than it's another Tigers PR stunt. Uh, that seems to be the main thing that club is trying to do at the moment is win a, win a PR battle, but uh, by missing out on the points and then not following through with their, with their legal threats, I don't know if they convinced anyone of anything. Do you reckon anyone will challenge the Panthers, Denny? In terms of winning the comp? Like, I mean, they just... Well, last weekend, I thought the Raiders had a good chance to beat them without those players available. I did the Raiders, yeah. yeah. I, I thought they were going to beat them for sure. Um, but they just went... They went down there without their two... Or probably two of their, you know, four most influential players in their team. And they did it easy. And Canberra are not an easy team uh, to beat in Canberra, you, you, would, you would think. But Penrith made them look pedestrian um, I thought you know I thought there might there might be signs of vulnerability but there were no signs of it like like they looked you know when one guy you know like Nathan clear you taking Nathan clear out of any other team in the comp and they'd struggle but uh, Sullivan just stepped up uh, Dylan Edwards was remarkable um, and they are just they are a, a machine and I, I, the only team that seems to trouble them is Parramatta. Uh, but Parramatta quite often can't get out of their own way. Um, and look, if they got to a grand final, I think Penrith may be nervous. Um, but so it's, it's a big ask for power to get there. I mean, I don't know another team that can really trouble them. Like, uh, I think um, yeah, it's going to be difficult for anyone to beat Penrith. I don't know what you guys think, but that's, that's how I see yeah, it. Yeah, uh, they, they, they look to be the standout. I mean, all the other teams have had their issues, but Penrith, with the depth that they've got, the machine that just rolls on, and they're playing some good football without those superstars, and they'll only be better when they come back. Um, well, we knew what happened with Manly a couple of weeks ago with seven players standing down from that game against the, the Roosters, but Ian Roberts, he's saying that a pride round is a must for the NRL? Yeah, he, look, I, I spoke to him, I wrote about it in my column on the weekend, and his view is that it's great that the NRL you know, participates in, in the Mardi Gras, but he says that's box ticking. Uh, he believes now is the time where we've had this conversation, it was, um, you know, came out of that column the, the Bulldog wrote, and he thinks that unless we go through the Pride round, it's a, it's a kick in the guts uh, to everybody who's you know, put their put their neck out in this situation, particularly someone like like Ian, who's gone through so much personally uh, and shown such uh, tremendous strength in that in that space. And he said that it's time now for the game to do it. And you know, other sports can do it. Um, I just I don't know whether the NRL can do it though. Denny, thank you so much. See you, gents.